Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Angry Church Lady podcast. It is me, the Angry Church Lady, and I am here to talk some real good stuff to you on tonight. Listen, listen, this is a rebroadcast of a previous broadcast that I had up in regards to the D-Wave debacle. Everybody is familiar with that story. Um, I had to redo this recording because there was a uh, um, let's just say a technical difficulty or a snafu in the previous recording. So anyway, we're redoing that recording. Um, but I wanted to come on this evening and talk about the situation that probably most people are pretty much familiar with right now. And that's a situation. Or maybe you're not familiar with it. Let me just, you know, just bring you up to speed. Um, so D Wade, I think it's his younger son. Um, he, his name is Zion. Um, this child has decided he's a 12 year old young man and he has decided now that he wants to begin to transition into a female and that he um, wanted to he's starting off by um, first wanting to be identified as a female and he wanted to be identified as Zaya um, as a, a young lady and um, many of the news reports are indicating that um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, they are, you know, very happy and they're very supportive of this child's decision um, and so forth and so on. Um, there is another story that that um, addresses this child's birth mother and the birth mother does not. You know, I don't, I don't think she shares the same sentiments that uh, Gabrielle and Dwayne Wade um, share, rightfully so, um, because I think this is a really, really um, irresponsible, irresponsible is the word that I want to use here. It's a very irresponsible move um, on so many different levels. First, um, how in the world? Now, I'm not saying that the the step parents that uh, Gabrielle can't support this child. I can't I'm not saying that D-Wade cannot support this child, but they're acting like this child doesn't have a birth mother and that she doesn't exist and that her thoughts, her feelings and her concern about this doesn't exist. And I'll say that because you all just publicly bring this stuff out about this child. And it is nowhere, nowhere that says that there was a discussion that was had with this child's natural mother to indicate that she was comfortable with bringing this information out about this child. Secondly, you're trying to tell me that a child, a child at the age of 12 who cannot drink legally, who cannot drive legally, who cannot sign any contracts legally, who cannot make, who, as a matter of fact, who is still required by law to go to school to learn, not, not suggested that he goes to school, but it's required that this child goes to school. You are saying that it is now permissible for a, a child or a person that this world, this country, the law has deemed unable to make any other sound decisions because they are not emotionally and cognitively mature. You're telling me that this 12-year-old who in three years could have a very different ideology about how he thinks and how he feels because why? A lot of us do. I mean, if, if, if you, you, you're, you're not the same person you were five years ago. You're not the same person you were 10 years ago. 
uh, God knows you're not the same person you were at 12 years old. I mean, if you're 40, 50, even 20 years old, you are definitely not the same person that you were at 12 years old. So this whole thing is just a complete debacle to me. I am so absolutely disappointed in the decision that they would make to put this child in for, or to, you know, put this decision out there about this child and not really thinking about the long-term effects this may have. What if this child gets to the age of 16 and decides, you know what? I think I want to be a boy. I think I want to be a boy. I don't think I want to go through this transition. I don't want to do this. You know, I, I met a girl. I like her. She's pretty. You know, I want to go to the prom with her. Now, either way, it's neither here nor there. But I'm just saying, what if that was this child's plight? What if that happened to him? This culture is so cruel that they're not going to let this child out. You know, they are going to make him the poster boy for children, transgender, transgender children, transsexual children. They're not going to be as kind to him. They're not going to give him the freedom to be able to make the decision to get out of it. Why? Because that's just the way this culture is. Y'all know it just as well as I know that this culture is not pliable or giving at all. So I'm, I'm so disappointed in the decision that the parents would make in regards to this situation. You know, as parents, we have, we, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility that when our children bring certain things to us, it is our responsibility to sit down and have a conversation with them to kind of get to a place that we can kind of understand, first of all, why they came to that decision. You know, what, what brought them to this place? And even if we as parents recognize that it's not a good decision to try to steer our children in a, in a way to kind of may give them a better, uh, give, give them a, a, another way to make that decision or give them something else to put on the table. But in this particular situation, nope, not that. An article, I was reading an article and the article indicated that this Dwayne Wade said that this child knew he was a transgendered child since he was three. Listen, listen to me. L listen to me. You ain't about to tell me that a three year old who's still pooping on themselves, who can barely keep food in their mouth, who can't cognitively think past Scooby-Doo and the Teletubbies or whatever the children watch now, or the, the Pals, or I don't know what they are, whatever those cartoons are, but they can't cognitively think past that. You think you're going to tell me that this is normal, or, or, or not necessarily normal, but this is what this child cognitively understood or knew about himself. Now, if you had told me at three years old, if you're telling me at three years old, this child said, I want to, I wanted to wear dresses. Okay. I can, I can kind of get with that. I mean, children are like that. I want to play with doll babies. Okay. Children are like that. They're phases. You kind of let them explore these different phases. And as parents, our job is to redirect them, right? 
what is going on with the this this culture that we live in that parents no longer want to parent that parents parents think it is some kind of badge of honor to let your ch- children have this unlicensed liberation what happened to training up a child in the way they should go and from that way they should never depart what happened to all of that how did that get twisted up in this and to top it all off i think the part that's really 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 burning my 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 fingertips about this whole thing is the fact that this is something that is continually happening to our black boys this is something that is happening over and over and over again to our black boys i'm talking about the emasculation of black boys and black men um boy men putting on dresses and wigs thinking it's funny boys being turned into women you know i mean little girls and you know just little girls being turned into little boys it is way too much i don't know if anybody else sees this but i'm this is becoming a pattern this is becoming it's almost becoming a, a social norm to see little black boys being turned into little feminine girls you know right from the time that these children these boys go to school there are they are told that their testosterone is bad they're told they're too rambunctious they're told they have too much energy they're told that they ask too many questions they they're told that they don't know how to sit down they're told all of this stuff constantly telling them that their masculinity is bad even down to the fact that nowadays they have the audacity to talk about um, uh, toxic masculinity. What in the ham sandwich and butter biscuits is toxic masculinity? Oh, it's when men uh, assert their masculine energy uh, in a negative way. Now help me understand how this toxic masculinity only applies to melanated folk. I'm just saying. I need you. Some people are gonna get mad. You ain't gonna like it. But listen, let's let's just look around. Let's just take a survey because it doesn't apply to to other people who are really asserting toxic masculinity by inappropriately touching uh touching uh women, inappropriately talking about and down to women. See, those labels don't get placed on them. It's it's interesting. They only get placed on black folk, black men. And listen, you can say what you want. I'm giving you a truth. You can take it, put it in your pocket, and throw it away. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But it's real, and it's true, and it's sad. It's so very, very sad. It's it's sad, and it's troubling to think that this is what our culture is now evolving into. That if you have a son, you have to be afraid to allow your son to be a whole entire boy. You have to be afraid to allow your son to think and be and, and be masculine and think like a boy and talk like a boy and grow up to be a man because this world cannot handle him being a man. That is so absolutely, positively, unequivocally, it's crazy to me. And it's really, really 
really sad. It's sad that this is continuing to happen. It's sad that so many of the athletes um, or what we would consider to be those who are stars would ascribe to this. You know, you have platforms. You have the the ability to be able to infect and impact the lives of people all around, millions of people. But you take your favor and you use that to 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 plague the minds of the people in whom you have the ability to be able to to be able to positively affect. It really is, it's very disheartening. It's very disheartening. And watch this. The crazy part about this is this didn't even just start. That, that's the, that's the, that's the kicker in all of this. This ain't just start. You know, back, back in the, you know, back in the day, and they still do this now, where it's this, this prison to pipeline. This, I mean, this, this, school to prison pipeline where they get these children in school and they say because these children exemplify energy and these teachers can't quote unquote control them these children are then deemed as bad seeds or they don't you know they can't be still there's something emotionally and mentally wrong with them so then they bring the parents in and they convince the parents that the children are some kind of have some type of mental instability and need to be medicated and so these parents not knowing a lot of a lot of parents don't know they don't know or they're put into a position that you know uh, they have to go to work and they're being threatened either you're going to put this child on medication or we're going to suspend them or whatever they put them in a very compromising situation and force them to make some very unseemly decisions about their sons and so they take and they allow them to be labeled with these diagnoses. And then they put these children on this medication. How, you hear me? They put these children on these medications. And these children become zombies. They cannot think for themselves. They can't speak for themselves. They lose all of their creative energy. All of that stuff that they have, they lose it because they're placed on this medication. And then they go through school. They're quiet, but they they dumb. They quiet, but they don't have the mental capacity to be able to keep up with the other children. So now they're deemed as being LD, special ed or something like that. So that's another, <clears throat> excuse me, stigma that's placed on these children. Another stigma that's placed on them. So now they're on their drugs. They're, they're deemed to be hyper, hyper, um, uh, mentally, uh, they have hyper, um, display hyperactivity in their act, their, their, um, their, the way they operate. And then they're slow because they can't cognitively and emotionally and mentally keep up with the other kids. Why? Because they're high all day off of the drugs you told the parents they need to be on. It's crazy. And then on top of everything, else on top of everything else there is an onslaught of murder that continues to happen to black boys and black men which first they first they want to impair them as far as making them feel like they're not smart enough then they want to emasculate them and now they want to 
listen, I'm going to use this word and it's going to offend somebody, but now they're trying to lynch. It's a new way of lynching black folk. Now they are putting these videos online and they're showing that these people are being killed. They're being murdered. They're being tortured. They're, I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff that's happening. And they're doing this and not even caring. And we're sitting back and we're just like, oh, that's so sad and that's so bad. It's beyond sad and bad. This is becoming an epidemic. And we have to decide what in the, what in the world are we going to do about it? You know, it gets to the point that, yes, the Bible tells us that we should pray without ceasing. But we're going to have to put some work. The Bible also says that faith without works is dead. So we can have all the faith that things are going to get better. But if we don't start educating our children at the house, I'm not talking about letting the school educate your kids. I'm talking about you telling your children when they're at home what's important and not just telling them how to act when they get pulled over by the police. But we need to start telling our children that they are valuable, that they are strong, that they are smart. We need to start teaching them before they get to the system that's only going to teach them what's beneficial to them. Teach your children what's beneficial to their growth, to their lives. Teach them about entrepreneurship. Teach them about loving themselves. Teach them about taking pride in themselves. Teaching about, teach them about standing up for themselves and not becoming a product of their environment. I don't know. I just wanted to go off on a tangent on tonight. I hope you all are having a wonderful, wonderful evening, and I am so grateful that you all decided to tune into this podcast. It's me, y'all. I know it's the Angry Church Lady, and I'm just here to just give you a little bit of something to think about on this fine evening. Y'all have a good night. I'm out. Take care.